those listening that aren't familiar with Chris's story, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur, you don't reach a high level of athletics without having a superior mindset. So at what point are elite athletes, elite performers in anything? At what point are they just able to separate themselves from the pack with mindset? Are you familiar with the CrossFit games and how the same couple people keep winning every year? Yeah. Yep. They're, they're, they're beasts. Right. So a lot of them prepare the same, right. And because the way CrossFit is set up, it's about work capacity. So it's this over exhaustion over a short period of time. Essentially it comes down to mindset, mental fortitude, who Mm -hmm. can push through that. So what is it about these elite athletes and their ability to tap into that? They're, they're a different animal. They're, it's kind of like, if you're looking at Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, they have a switch. It's an on and off switch. And they just never turn it off. They're going to go as hard as they possibly can until they literally are almost going to die. They enjoy that process. They enjoy the pain. They enjoy the grind so much that that is literally what pushes them through the point of exhaustion to through that brick wall. Do you think having an an elite mindset or the ability to tap into that elite mindset is like a God-given gift, just like being tall or being fast or being good looking, something like that? No, I think you can, I think you can change the way you think. Um, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of practice, but I don't think everybody is born with that desire to literally push themselves to the point of breaking, but I think you can, you can get there. Navy SEALs do it the same way. I don't think that everybody's born to be a badass and push themselves to the point of exhaustion, but I think you can dig deep train your mind to push harder your your mind controls your body i don't think it's the other way around your body is going to tell your brain that it's exhausted but your brain is going to push back and say you can do more i honestly think that you can train your mind to do whatever you want your mind to do well if it's a muscle like anything else we can right so there's you know the ice man that we've talked about before the guy that Yep. It's all about cold exposure and he climbed Everest, you know, with no shirt on and just shorts. He tried to prove it's not a gift. His name's Wim Hof, right? He tried to prove that. So essentially when he used it through cold exposure, when you're exposed to extreme cold, your body's supposed to go into flight or fight mode. And that's where you're pumping out adrenaline and your heart rate is racing. You start freaking out. We're used to when we go into that sympathetic nervous system thinking it's a bad thing. Because how often in your normal life do you go into fight or flight mode? What he's proven is he's taken students off the street and in less than 10 days taught them how to control their mind and what their mind is transmitting to their body through breathing techniques. So if he's proven you can do it to the average person, it may not be a gift. There's a point to where your body maxes out. But with your mind, I don't know if there's a point. I don't know if anybody has reached the point of where they've actually reached their true potential in their mind. I think that you can train your mind past the point of wanting to stop, but you can also take it a step further. Your body's going to give out first. Your mind should never be the first one that says, I can't do this. Your body should be the one. Have you ever seen the, I think it was the marathon. Maybe it was the Boston marathon where the, the soldier is, is running the marathon. And his body is literally breaking down and cramping and he, it forces him to stop, but his mind continues to push himself. So he, he literally crawls across the finish line. 
because he's so I, mentally I haven't tough. seen that. Yeah. yeah, I think of when I think of mindset, like mind over matter, I think of endurance athletes, even just like extreme miracle situations. I mean, you ever hear of women that if their husband's trapped under the car or their daughter, they lift a car? Yeah. So a car weighs, I don't know, four or five, 6,000 pounds, right? The heaviest ever lifted in history in a squat or a deadlift. So I guess that'd be more like a deadlift is I think Eddie Hall did like 1,200 pounds a couple of years ago at the Arnold. And there's yeah. the strongest guy in the world at that movement lifting a fraction, 20, 25% of what a car weighs. And I don't know if you remember the visual when he did that and broke the record. He literally was shaking in convulsions. He started bleeding out of his nose. He blacked out. It took every ounce of everything, every ounce of might, adrenaline that he had to be able to lift that weight. And then some woman that doesn't exercise, it, it's been recorded time and time again that in extreme circumstances, people do crazy shit. And is it because they, they get their, their mind and their limitations out of the way? in that moment and they're able to do something great is it just a one-time thing why can't they tap into that all the time that's a good that's a good question why can't you do it every time it's literally life or death if you don't lift that car off of that person you have no other choice but to do it and i think if people were to tap into that at 24 7 i think they would literally be unstoppable i don't know how you would do it i don't know how you train your brain to be that advanced but if you could do it you're you're literally unstoppable there are people that do things that should be impossible and they do them. Do you remember the story of Roger Bannister in the four minute mile? Yep. Right. Nobody thought it was possible to run a four minute mile. They thought that the, a human body couldn't physically accomplish that. So Roger Bannister, I forget the year and he just recently passed, which is a shame because he would have been a fantastic guest to have on the pod. But he accomplished doing a four-minute mile. To this day, tens of thousands of people have done it. There's kids in high school that do it, kids in college. But when he did it that day, nobody thought it was humanly possible. Yep. So he changed everybody's expectation for what they thought is possible in their minds. And then physically, they followed that up by actually being able to do it. Yep. You see one person do it, just the same thing as climbing Mount Everest. Nobody thought it was possible. Look at all the people that have done it since. You change the way people think. If you're the first one to do it, now people are like, oh, shit, it's possible. Now people are like, okay, if he can do it, why can't I do it? What are some things that people can do to work on their mindset? So I think strength training is one of those, or just exercising in general, is one of those amazing yep. things where – Try to do something to the best of your abilities and then try to push yourself a little further, like almost like progressive overload, a little bit further, a little bit further. You'll look back. You're now four steps into this movement or this program and you're doing things that you didn't think were possible a month previous. Yeah, it takes practice. It takes time. And it's not it's not going to come overnight to change your your thinking from I can't do this to. I can do this, or it's going to have to kill me to make me stop. Um, it's going to take a lot of practice, but you also can't, I think you can't constantly be positive and say, I can do this. I can do this. I think you need to take a step back and say, holy shit, this is going to be hard. I'm going to have to fail a couple of times to do it and reflect. I think that you have to look into yourself and say, okay, why didn't this work? 
and now take another step back and and say, okay, this process didn't work. Now, if I change the way that I think about it, this should be possible. I know right now I could not go out and run a four minute mile, but if I continue to change my mindset and practice and do it over and over, maybe I could run a four minute mile. Well, obviously there's some pragmatism and some just sheer logic that goes into stuff, right? So as a yeah. former pro athlete, you ran a, whatever it was, a 6460, 6260, whatever that is, you run the math, you physically are capable, or at one point we're capable of running a four minute mile. The question is, like the lady that had to lift the car, if your loved one's life depended on you right now, running one mile as fast as you can, could you run a four minute mile? If there is no other way, you have to figure it out. You have to, if it's life or death, yeah, I probably could figure out how to run a four minute mile and just do it. Because mentally, there's no other option. Why is it so hard for my people head to apply that to everything? How, how practical or impractical is it to ask people to start approaching their lives with look at things as their life or death? It doesn't even sound practical as I say it out loud. <laughs> it's, not, it's not practical. There's, there's always going to be a way out. There's always going to be an option in anything that you do. Basically, your mindset is the way that you perceive things, the way that you look at them, and the way that you accept them. So, or don't accept attitude, them. Or don't accept them, yeah. So if you surround yourself with people that are better than yourself and people that want to do better things obviously it's going to raise your your mental capacity to like hey i can be better look at these people they're better i can be better or vice versa if you surround yourself with people that are lazy you're going to be lazy so your mindset is more so the way you look at the world and the way that you insert yourself into the world right there was a book i forget the author it was the monk who sold his ferrari and he's got a That's famous quote in there. Yes, the monk who sold his Ferrari. Um, I think it's Robin Schwarm or something. I forget his name. But the concept in, in the book that is just regurgitated over and over again is that everything in this world happens twice. It happens in somebody's mind first, and then it happens in reality second. Yeah. So like in baseball, when you hit a home run, it's going to happen in your mind first. Then it happened in yep. reality. When yep. you started a new business, it's because it was born in your mind then you took the actions to make it happen in reality. But mindset alone without actions, does it turn to anything? You can control two things in this world. It's your attitude and your effort. Your mindset and your effort that you're gonna put into it. And if you control everything that you can control and not worry about the things that you can't control, I think you're gonna be a lot further in life than you than a lot of the other people that are worrying about what car they should drive, what watch they should wear, you can always you can't always think positive. The positive is the light and the shadow is like your negative thoughts. You have to you basically have to confront the darkness to step into the light. So you have to go through the negative parts and you have to deal with the negative parts. You can't continuously think positive because the shadows the darkness is going to get darker and darker and it's eventually going to build up so big that it it over throws the light and so you have to confront both of them i mean it has to be a yin and a yang kind of thing you have to deal with the negative in a positive way 
So if you can control that, I think you're going to be a lot further in life and happiness and your mindset is going to be different than if you were to only think of positive thoughts because I think that darkness is going to come to that, come back to bite you in the ass. Or figure out a way to make them even a little, bring them into the light a little bit. So I, feel, I think that you can't continuously brush them under the rug. That rug is going to be a mountain by the end of the, t- by the time you're done with it. And you eventually have to figure out a way to confront it. And the more that's under that rug, the harder it's going to be. So if you can confront all the negative shit in the beginning and figure out a way to bring them into a positive light, that's how you get shit done. And that's how you change your mindset. And you can actually not be overwhelmed by all of the other shit. So when everything's going good, you think that you're unstoppable. And so when, when one thing goes bad, now all of that just kind of, maybe I wasn't as good as I thought I was. Maybe, maybe I can't do this. Maybe all the negativity kind of overwhelms you. It's tough for us to take a step back and watch ourselves. Each of us should have somebody assigned to us to coach us, talk to us, monitor us as it relates to mindset. Why that's not a regular thing yet still blows my mind to this day. I don't know why. I don't know why all of the professional athletes, all of the most successful business people, they all have somebody to help them in that category. I think self-awareness is difficult, really difficult. Absolutely. Especially for people that don't slow down. Yep. And you have to be humble enough to accept that criticism. I think that's why athletes are the best example for mindset is because if there is something that is lacking, they're going to go out and fix it. There's clearly something different about high performers as it relates to their mindset. Um, For me, I would steer people towards my favorite motivational speaker and who I think is the greatest one ever, Les Brown. His whole message, his whole message starts with, yes, you can. And it starts in your mind. He has this really good story that he tells. Um, It's these two boys and they're walking home. It's like a Michigan winter. And they decide to cut through this frozen lake through this park. And they're walking through, they're walking over the frozen ice and one of the little boys falls in. So the other one, and we're talking little kids, 10, 11 years old. The other one is scrambling, screaming, trying to reach down for his friend, but he's helpless. There's not a lot he can do. He can't get to his friend. He's being pulled under by the tide. He's out of reach. So the kid looks around, he starts screaming for help. It's windy. It's the middle of the winter. It's a park. It's it's late. It's snowing. There's nobody around. Nobody's hearing his screams. So he sees a tree, sprints for the tree climbs up this massive tree and tries to break off a branch that a 10 or 11 year old boy should not be able to break off. It's bigger than him. The physics don't add up a lot like the women lifting the cars. So he breaks this branch off with every single bit of might he has left. And he starts, he can't even lift it. He starts dragging the branch across the ice and back to the hole where his buddy fell in. He lifts this branch. He reaches down and extends it to his buddy. His buddy grabs onto the other end of the branch and he pulls his friend in. Now the branch is heavier than he can lift and he certainly can't lift the other boy. And he pulls them both right out of the water. So when the EMTs come later, they're like, how did this happen? We don't believe your story. So they're getting the stories of the two little boys. The one that saved his friend is explain, oh, I broke this branch off. They're showing him the branch. 
the EMTs don't believe it. Well, there's a, a bum nearby that had been hanging out in the park. He didn't hear the screams of the little boy, but he's hearing the conversation with the EMTs. So the bum walks over and he tells the EMTs, he's like, I'll tell you how the boy did it. There was nobody around to tell him that he couldn't do it. Yeah. So that story and the way that he narrates his stories and the way he tells his stories, Les Brown is bar none the best and a great place to start for anybody that's looking for improvements in mindset. That kind of that kind of gave me gave me chills. <clears throat> Nobody told him that he couldn't do that. Yeah, it's crazy, right? EMT is so looking at the boy saying, "No, you didn't." Yeah, but if they might have told him that before, he might not have been able to do it. Nobody told him that he couldn't do it. I don't think. When I have kids, I'm going to tell them they can do fucking anything that they want. I'm never going to tell them that they can't do that, unless it's obviously bad for them. But <clears throat> imagine if everybody lived in that same way, that if they, they didn't know that they couldn't do something. That was my greatest saying when we were playing baseball. It all comes down to what you believe you're capable of doing. And if you continuously hear that you're not capable of that, you're going to eventually end up believing. So you have to believe in yourself first and foremost. Your mindset has to be so strong and powerful in your, in your heart and in your brain that you physically can do anything that you put your mind to. And so the people out there listening, if they take out one bit of information from this podcast is it's believe that you're capable of doing whatever the fuck you want to do. That's why we started this podcast, because if our podcast in any way can be the catalyst for a new path of somebody pursuing greatness, wellness, achieving that, it's life changing. 